Thanks for listening to the Woodward Podcast Network. Check out more shows by searching for us on Spreaker or wherever you catch your podcasts. The Woodward Podcast Network with Krupka Dental Associates. Hello, this is Dr. John Krupka from Krupka Dental. We now have the Saleo Laser. You can have your fillings done without needles nor drills. We are a full-service dental office and always accepting new patients. To learn more about me and my friendly team, visit KrupkaDental.com. And good afternoon. Here we go. Manix Wealth Management Show is on the air on WHBY. Thursday, August 13th, another beautiful afternoon. Annex Wealth Management, a Barron's top advisor, a four-time member of the Financial Times Top 300, a proud partner of the University of Wisconsin. As always, we're going to urge you, head to our website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Get going on that free portfolio analysis. Now midway through August, election coming, the uh, pandemic still rolling, lots of things that we can help you with because you need a guide, a fee-only fiduciary. My name is Danny Clayton. Looking over there at Derek Felsky, our Chief Investment Officer. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Danny. Dave Spano, our President and CEO. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Danny. You know, all three of us were around long ago and remember 1979 and 1980 when the topic of the day was inflation. And today, Derek, we had some big news because the Consumer Price Index came out and it showed inflation, something that we haven't seen basically in about 29 years. No, that's right. Um, we saw a higher than expected result on the consumer price index. We also saw the same thing the prior day on on the producer prices. And while you know inflation is something we have obviously have to pay a lot of attention to, particularly given because interest rates are so low, it seems it's more likely a reflection of the recovery than anything else. Right. And, you know, CPI and inflation is, you know, a lot of people will remember 1979 and 1980 when it got away. It just it was run away, which then made interest rates go through the rough. Well, what's happening and what's, what's been happening basically since the Great Recession is we're trying to create inflation and the Federal Reserve Bank has a target of about 2% and has really not been able to get there. They are trying to push inflation up, which then, of course, pushes up risk assets. So when people hear inflation, they shouldn't be afraid of it. No, they shouldn't. And actually, there are sectors, you know, stocks, generally speaking, do okay if, as, as long as inflation is at moderate levels. Uh, CPI, say, between 2 and 4%, which we're nowhere near at. Uh, REITs tend to do well, real estate in particular. Uh, so it's, it's, again, it's not something that causes one to sell everything or worry about fixed income, generally speaking, but it's certainly something we have on our watch list. Hey Dave, I remember no, when I was a kid, do you remember the, the whip, whip inflation now buttons? Right. Yeah, sure. You remember? I, I think I, that was Jerry Ford, right? Was that Jerry Ford? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's been around. And of course, you know, double digit money market rates were so, seemed good at the moment, but it also made interest rates go up and it made cost of buying goods really too expensive for lots of people. The other, speaking of that, the other big news of the day was initial jobless claims have fallen below 1 million in August. That's the first time since the pandemic has begun. Yeah, it's a good sign. It signals that we're seeing a slow revival in the in the labor market. It's still obviously a very large number. The result was a, a little bit better than what analysts had expected. And generally speaking, it's something that I think may cause those that don't want to see a, a larger fiscal stimulus pass from coming to the negotiating table because we have an improving labor market. We've got a stock market that's within a whisker of a new tall time high. So you really have to wonder uh, what would push Washington to actually make a deal on stimulus. Well, in right now, they're not making a deal. In fact, uh, even Steven Mnuchin, who's been pretty good about hitting it down the middle of the fairway, has said the Democrats do not want to 
negotiate. And of course, Pelosi says that we are miles apart on the stimulus package. So I think you're right about that. Maybe the market alone will push them one way or another. Well, that's the possibility. That certainly happened during the financial crisis in 08 and 09. You remember that the TARP package that didn't pass initially, it took a, a Dow decline of about 8% to generate some some action on the part of the Congress at that time. And it's certainly something like that could happen again, I suppose. Although, given the tone of the tape, the market just refuses to go down. It just seems that most people are thinking we're going to have a vaccine sooner than expected. If you just joined us, this is the Annex Wealth Management Show on WHBY. We say it all the time. Know the difference. It's Team Tech Trust. Ask your advisor, are you a fiduciary? And if so, have them put it in writing. Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. You know, Derek, uh, the market has really been on an incredible run. In fact, one of the best runs in our careers and really of all time, up almost 50% since the March 23rd lows. We're just about to finish up earnings season, and it has been a pretty good earnings season all around. Yeah, earnings season was fabulous. Uh, over 80% of the companies beat on the earnings line, about 70% beat on the revenue line. The guidance was Uh, generally more positive than we saw the prior quarter. In fact, we're going to see continuing improvement on a year-over-year basis in earnings through the S&P 500, but their negative numbers becoming less negative. We won't see the first positive year-over-year comparison until the first quarter of 2021. So earnings have gone reasonably well, and now I think you know the market's going to be focused on politics, the, the general election that's coming, um, and also uh, what goes on in terms of treating the virus and how quickly uh, we're able to deploy a vaccine if it becomes available. So, you know, people listening to this right now are saying, how could you have a good earnings season when the country was basically shut down? I think that needs some clarification because of where the expectations were. We've talked about the composition of the S&P 500 any number of times. Roughly 50% of the S&P 500 is in areas of the of the market or, and the economy that have done reasonably well, whether it's tech communication services and, and aspects of health care. And that doesn't reflect necessarily what we're seeing in the economy. So, for example, retail stores are a very small component of the S&P 500, even though they are doing poorly, but they have very little effect on the market averages. So it again goes back to, you know, researching the types of ETFs you own, index funds you own, individual companies you own, and make sure that the valuations you're paying for the leaders aren't completely out of control relative to what the rest of the market is trading at. Right. And the other thing I wanted to point out is, of course, that we did have a good earnings season, but the estimate was down, initially down 43%. That was the earnings estimates. It ended up being down around 30%. So it was better than expected, but earnings were down. And I want people to make sure that they understand that. So the question now becomes, we know that the big tech companies have certainly done well and have pulled us along. Apple trading at $450 the share and announcing a split. The question now becomes, where do we go from here? Well, I think one thing you got to consider is that many institutional managers have, have sat this rally out. I saw that morning money market funds are still at about $4.5 trillion, which is an enormous number. And what we've seen recently in the last week or so is a rotation you know, towards some of the more you know, left behind, the, the epicenter stocks, who will, from the, from the virus, the, the sectors that have been impacted the most negatively. As, as some investors are starting to anticipate an improvement in our treatment of the virus and also in the general economy in 2021. 
So, you know, you called it uh, a couple of weeks ago, you called it the scene of the crime stocks, and you're talking about retail, and you're talking about cruise lines, and so on and so forth. I mean, that is the ones that seem to be rallying right now. Some people will call it a junk rally. I think people should, though, understand where we are trading for a P.E. ratio, because that's always been a good baseline of, of the value of a stock. Right now, it's trading all. It's trading pretty high. Yeah, right now the forward PE, in other words, twelve months ahead. What is the annual earnings estimate for the S and P five hundred? Is at twenty two times. That compares to a five year average of seventeen times, and a ten year average of fifteen times. Now that doesn't necessarily mean the market's a sale because interest rates are also historically low. And as long as interest rates remain low, which the Fed has given us no indication that they won't be, in fact, the market doesn't see another hike until 2022, the valuation on stocks is still more attractive than fixed income. And of course, we all know that there is an election coming up and that will have a dramatic effect on short-term trading volatility. So right now, more than ever, you should go through your portfolio and say, why do I own this stock? What is it doing in my portfolio? How much am I paying for that? And and we can do that for you. We do a portfolio reviews every single day and we can get that done by going to AnnexWealth.com. And click on that Get Started button. Thank you, Dave Spano, President, CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Uh, Derek Felsky, our Chief Investment Officer, Barron's Top Advisor, four-time member of the Financial Times Top 300, proud partner, University of Wisconsin. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Still a whole lot more to come. Coming up, pandemic-proofing your retirement. A little glimpse at a webinar that's coming up. We'll check in with Dennis Johnson, Branch Director at Annex Wealth Management, Appleton. Also, Jill Martin. It is National Make-A-Will Month. What should you do? Do something. It's on the way on the Annex Wealth Management Show on WHBY. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? 2020 is supposed to be such a nice year, but global pandemic hit, upended everything. Not one aspect of life was untouched, and that includes financial and retirement planning. It nailed everybody in retirement, those on the doorstep of retirement, even those who had retirement on their 10-year horizon. Joining me to talk about this, a teammate at Annex Wealth Management, lots of interaction with Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning Development, a CFP and a CDFA at Annex Wealth Management. Hello, Deanne. Well, hello, Danny. You do. You talk to a lot of our clients. Let's get back to early 2020. Things were pretty good. Well, they were initially. Now, remember, the Bulls owned 2019. And if you remember, valuations at the beginning of 2020 were beginning to feel a little stretched on the market. And we also started the year with seismic changes changes in the laws for both charitable giving taxes course and retirement the biggest retirement reform in a while pushed through uh, late last year for January start of this year and that has had a large impact on future retirees now we look at the markets in 2020 and yes they started out okay that's true only slightly down in January modest pullback global issues started to hit very beginning of March, remember the Federal Reserve announced an emergency rate cut of half a percentage point in response to the growing academic threat from the novel coronavirus. That move was the first such cut since December of 08 during the financial crisis. It came amid a volatile patch on Wall Street as well. Well, once the bottom dropped, look out below, right? right? So, Deanne, this is not a time for inaction. People should consider every aspect of their financial plan in light of these conditions you need to factor in the impact of Secure and Cares Act. Unless somebody's working with a professional, that can be really daunting. We have a couple of webinars on the way that will help. They are called Pandemic Proofing Your Retirement Plan. Details on how and when to join in a bit. But, you know, we love these webinars. They're 
interactive, and there's some key topics worth mentioning. Well, there really are, Danny. Now, you mentioned SECURE and CARES Act. So SECURE Act was that Retirement Act that passed as of January 1st. The CARES Act, of course, was the coronavirus response to the pandemic. And the new laws this year altogether have really created financial planning opportunities for sure. It's changed many people's time frame for their own cash flows impacted their required minimum distributions, and it's also potentially changed their legacy plans for their heirs. The financial milestones that happen between deciding to retire and then carrying you through all the way through retirement, you know, it's really, Danny, all about the math. And I know I say that a lot, but when looking at your cash flow needs, both your cash flows in and out, as well as your assets and resources available, now what's important is not just looking at this in a vacuum, Okay, not just your investments alone. You need to layer on that tax planning, estate planning, legacy planning, potentially for the future generation. And, of course, planning those in case of situations like long-term care needs or a transition event. And now, unfortunately, we do have to think about this. We have to layer on the idea of global lifestyle changes due to COVID and the healthcare crisis and however long that impacts. And certainly it's impacting our, our present and our short-term plans. And this will potentially change who we are and what we do in early retirement as well. Oh, boy. Okay. So the webinar is called Pandemic Proofing Your Retirement Plan. And it's really a glimpse of how Annex really incorporates holistic financial and retirement planning. And not to sound real new agey. But it's more than just picking stocks, putting you in funds, and maybe telling you how to do your taxes. We do the whole enchilada. Yeah, we do. We do. We, we bundle it up for people uh, because you can't really look at anything in and of itself, again, in a vacuum. It really is holistic. Everything impacts the other. And really, it's all about the math. We've got those 80-plus geeks at Annex that love math. And proudly call themselves geeks. <laughs> um, Pandemic-proofing your retirement plan. It's a webinar. We've got a couple coming up. Anybody can join us from anywhere. You do not have to be a client for that. Deanne, let's talk about the dates so some people can get some stuff on calendars. Sure. It's happening on Monday, August the 24th. This happens at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Central Time. You can sign up, Danny, at Annex Wealth slash events. And also, we're going to have one in late September, too, and you can go to AnnexWealth.com and see all our future events listed there. You know, we've done so many of these webinars everywhere from uh, financial self-defense for women women to the annuity enigma Mm -hmm. folks if you're listening and you can't wait for a webinar the webinars are fantastic but if you have a pressing need a pressing question on any of this stuff let us know go to the website click that get started button and let's begin that conversation because sooner rather than later we think is a better way to go And you don't even have to come in. We've got that advanced technology, Team Tech Trust. We can Zoom with you right away and answer your question virtually face-to-face. Exactly. Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning and Development at CFP and a CDFA at Annex Wealth Management. Thank you. Hey, thanks for having me. Annex Wealth Management Show, WHBY, still in the studio. Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning and Development. So we talked a little bit about pandemic proofing. One thing we didn't cover there was risk tolerance and that factor into what people should be thinking about? Right, it does. Smart investing, basically, especially during times like this when we've had a run-up in the market uh, like we have. And interestingly enough, Danny, there are some very recent polls that have been done relative to people's behavior around investing currently. And I, I, don't, I don't just mean picking stocks and bonds. I mean, like, looking from a financial planning mm-hmm. point of view and looking at their investments. And what's interesting is those who are closer to retirement 
are increasing their savings. So that's good. Mm-hmm. While at the same time, they're actually considering or actually have delayed their retirement due to COVID. Now, that could be from a plethora of considerations, including impact on health care this election year, right, which is going to be large. Um, so that can increase your time frame, right? If you're going to delay retirement, it creates a need to revisit time frames of your assets and your risk in your allocation. So, you know, another thing that the, the webinars do is address risk tolerance versus risk capacity. So, that tolerance is your visceral reaction versus the time frame. The that has to do with my has. stomach, how much yeah, I can stomach. Okay. Exactly, right. how much you sure. can stomach. And sometimes, like you know, many are experiencing during this year, that reaction is a moving target, mm-hmm. right? Have you had clients who planned on retiring maybe next year or the year after completely decide that they've got to put it put it off? Or are they going to wait to see how things play out? Well, it's changing time frame. Some people are going now, actually. They are. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and that's... It's a very individual decision, but it is also obviously a mathematical one, too. So there are a lot of moving parts from a cash flow point of view once you hit and decide to go into retirement. Mm -hmm. You really, there's a seismic mental change. You're going from, I've been accumulating and for 40 plus years potentially been told, don't touch that pot of money. Now all of a sudden you're told, touch it. You know, it's... (laughs) It's a it's hard to psychological spend it change, right? Yeah. Well, it is, and it, it's hard to get your arms wrapped around it because we're used to the saving, and so that's where financial planning really, really comes in handy. We're Midwesterners, right? It's it's almost <laughs> yeah. like like you don't want to. Um, th- right. That can that can be really tough. We're talking with Deanne Phillips on the Annex Wealth Management Show website, annexwealth.com. If you want to get started, just click that get started button. Somebody clicked the ask button this week, and they said, "Do you have some sort of?" like worksheet that I could use to figure out if my wife can retire. And I guess the short answer is, you know what, why don't you go through the portfolio review? And again, we're not trying to hook people into this. We just think that that is a, a service that we can provide. But there's not really a worksheet unless you're a professional and consider everything. That's what we do. Right, right. That's the financial planning software. So it really is, um, you know, it's kind of like, <laughs> imagine you have this really great car, right? And you, you spend a lot of money on it. It's awesome. But if it never leaves the garage, so what? Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, the, the investments are that vehicle. They're the vehicle to get you there. But you got to have the map. You got to take the car out of the garage and drive it. You got to see that's your financial plan. Well, and the way that we roll it all together, where we've got the tax planning, the estate planning, all that stuff. Legacy planning. You yeah. Know, so many times if somebody's working with a, a single proprietor, and they're a broker-dealer, and they're just selling them stocks. This is the plan. It is. And, you know, this is interesting you say that because I've had people say to me before, oh, I've had a financial plan done. And they show me an Excel spreadsheet of what the, where their money will end up with on the projection upon death. That is such a tiny part of what financial planning is. It's about the getting there. It's about being tax efficient in retirement. It's about what you leave behind. It's about your living legacy. It's about when you turn on all those cash flows. It's about dividing your expenses into those two pots. The This is what I have to have to live, and this is what I want to do and who I want to be. And it folks, all works together. And, and folks, it changes. It yeah, changes. Absolutely. I mean, who saw COVID coming? Right. I mean, there have been talk about a pandemic for years, but we talked on this show a lot 
Despano and the rest of the crew about some sort of black swan event. Well, oh, guess yeah. what? Here we are. They uh, do happen every handful of years, yep. right? Deanne, can you hang out a little bit? You bet. All right. Love She's going to ride along on the rest of the show. In the meantime, 2801 East Enterprise Avenue. That is in Appleton. Easy to find right off of Ballard Road. Head to our website, AnnexWealth.com, and click that Get Started button. We'll be back. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, WHBY. We're back. It's time for Ask Annex again. Anytime. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Click that Ask button on Annex Wealth, and we will get back to you. In fact, many times when you hear topics that we're talking about, whether it be some of our recent webinars like Win-Win Charitable Giving, Women's Guide to Financial Self-Defense, Saving the Family Cottage, those are really popular webinars. Always get a lot of questions. If you could not attend that and you have a question about that, just reach out to us. Hit that Get Started button. Pandemic-proof retirement planning is coming up on the 20th. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 24th, how the SECURE Act changes my retirement on the 25th. The annuity enigma happens on uh, two, uh, Wednesday, September 9th. Again, details at AnnexWealth.com. Oh, big preamble. Let's get going with Ask Annex. This first one is from Stanley. What have been the two most frequently discussed topics during your asset allocation meetings? You know, in sitting in a lot of these meetings, Danny, you get people's opinions about what they're hearing on CNBC or where they hear some things at the local grocery store. There's no question that portfolio construction is a main part of how we have conversations with our clients. And Derek, when we talk about portfolio construction, it can go everywhere from risk management to what individual securities we should do. Yeah, it is. So roughly what every couple of weeks we talk about, you know, our portfolio construction from a top-down basis. You know, what is our equity allocation, fixed income allocation, any use of alternatives. And then we also frequently drill down on those various asset classes, whether it's sector holdings, um, large cap holdings, small cap holdings, fixed income holdings, and a variety of different fixed income vehicles. So that's one of the things we spend the most time on. And then the other thing we're always thinking about is, you know, given this proliferation of indexing and and the thought that buying the index is the best way to go, we've always thought that we want to have a combination of beta exposure, which is index investing or low-cost investing, but also tactical allocations as well. So we spend a lot of time looking for areas of the markets that we feel offer more opportunity than others. For example, one of the most recent things we did 
was we had a little bit of exposure to emerging markets because the valuations there are compelling. Uh, many of the countries in Europe have done a reasonably good job containing the virus, and, and the, the long-term positive return expectations are, are much better than U.S. equities at this point. But that may take some time to realize, but we used an active manager we feel can add value. So you think about it, when we're talking about this, it's core and tactical investing. In the core is what Derek is talking about, is what is people's risk parameters. And tactically, around that, if you can imagine some smaller planets around the main planet, that is where we're either adding or taking away. That's the tactical management, and that's what we do on a, on a daily basis. It's Ask Annex. Got a question for us? Head to AnnexWealth.com. Look for the Ask button. Next up is from Andy. What should we make of the start and stop U.S. reopening? Well, I think that's really what going to be the key to how the stock market performs between now and, and year-end and into 2021. I mean, right now, we heard from New York, they're going to allow the kids to go back to school. You know, will that be successful? What effect will that have on the economy in New York, a big economy, of course? L.A. is doing it slightly differently. Uh, so we have to watch this because, you know, we have had a sharp recovery and we've had any number of people get hired back to work. But if the economy remains sluggish and restaurants are only allowed to operate at 25 percent capacity and you see a similar similar weakness in some of these other areas. The U.S. economy could stall and stagnate, and that certainly would suggest that stocks have probably risen too much given the underlying economic weakness. And, Danny, you know, you can just talk about on a local basis, you think about all of the restaurants that have closed already and in, in other in institutions, other entertainment venues that just aren't going to open. And that is just imagine that across the country and what effect that could have on the economy. It is Ask Annex. Our next one is from Warren, and it's going to sound like a setup. This just came in a couple of days ago. I'm getting close to retirement, planning on one and a half to two years away. My wife is two to three years away. We each have 401ks, and I have a good sum in profit sharing coming, too. How can you help me roll over these accounts and set up a way to pay taxes on those funds when we retire? I contacted others but feel uneasy with them. Sounds like a setup. That's a real question. Right. And so obviously this is what we do on a daily basis. And when we talk about know the difference, this is really what we're talking about. It's not going to the local stockbroker or the local investment guy that you know. You really have to do this as a complete wealth management delivery. And what I mean by that is we have financial planners, certified financial planners. We have estate lawyers on staff. We have CPAs and tax lawyers on staff. And when you put all that together, then you can have a coordinated attack on how you should handle this, what you should do with your money, and how you can minimize your taxes, because it's so important to do this right. Some of this stuff, you don't get a mulligan at. So you have to make sure that you do it right. How do we roll it over? We take that money after we've gone through this entire process. How does it work into your financial plan? How do we keep the cost down? How do we mitigate any taxation? And then we'll send that money to an independent custodian like Charles Schwab or Fidelity. That's something that we do on a daily basis, and that is unlike what our competitors do. And when we talk about know the difference, that is the main thing that we're talking about. And at the end of the day, make sure that you are using a fee-only fiduciary. I underline those words for a reason. Fee-only fiduciary, not someone who can get commissions when they think it's appropriate. Make sure that if they're calling themselves a fiduciary, that they put it in writing. You say that very often, and it is true. That is Ask Annex again, AnnexWealth.com. Either click that Get Started button or look for the Ask button. Annex Wealth Management Show on WHBY. Dennis Johnson is here. He is Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management Appleton. Hey, Dennis. 
Good afternoon, Danny. We're going to talk about credit scores. What are they? What are they used for? Are they important? Do you need to watch them carefully and react? And maybe this isn't something so much for you in the listening audience, but maybe it's for your kids or your grandkids because it's always a good idea for those basics. Speaking of the basics, Dennis, what is a credit score? Okay, a credit score was developed about 30 years ago. It was created by the Fair Isaac Corporation. They use the acronym FICO or F-I-C-O. It was developed by lenders and different organizations who provide funds or loans for whether it be your mortgage or your car or for credit cards. It identifies how people rate and what rates they get in the way of interest rates. If they're applicable to a loan, it identifies many different things. And that's where it all started. Are they important? Oh, they're extremely important. You know, with all these lenders, whether it be, like I mentioned earlier, a mortgage or your car loan or credit cards, you know, they needed to have some standardized way of identifying who should be getting a mortgage or at what rates would be charged. And so what they've done is they've created a process of scoring different people and as to how well they qualify. And it's based on how well they've paid their bills in the past. It's based on several different things, which we can get into here. I can get my credit scored from my credit union. I can get it from my credit card itself. But the traditional way is to reach out to one of those three major credit reporting agencies. How does that work? Yes. What happens is whoever you have a loan with or have a credit card with or whatever money exchange that you have, what these organizations do, these companies do is they report to these three companies, Experian, et cetera. They report to these companies so that it creates a centralized location for people to or for organizations to go to and learn about you. You know, how good are you at paying your bills? How many bills do you have out there? All the different uh, nuances that make up the ability for a lender to lend you money. Dennis Johnson is branch director, Annex Wealth Management, Appleton, talking about credit scores. And again, this is something you should share with your kids, maybe your grandkids as well, because it's important to have that healthy credit score. The pandemic has created a number of different ways to affect credit. You could miss a payment, might have a misunderstanding with a lender. Dennis, what do we suggest consumers do to maintain that score? You need to stay on top of it. Number one, you should, yes, I know taking care of your family, taking care of your health, making sure you have food on the table, etc. I understand the importance of that, but please don't overlook the fact that you need to stay on top of your credit because that's really where you can be saving some money. Staying on top means checking in with credit reporting. As you mentioned a moment ago, Danny, you can go to your bank or your credit union and they would have availability on their website, perhaps, as to your score and maybe even listing where you're maybe have a problem. And that problem may not be legit, as you mentioned, or it might be a medical bill, or it might be you're getting behind on your paying on a payment from your mortgage or whatever. Whatever that is, stay on top of that. At least make the minimum payment. Most of all, if there is a problem, at the top of the list, have a conversation with the lender first. Don't miss a payment. So contact them first. Let them know that you're experiencing some problems, and they will have some ways of creating some accommodations. They will have different processes that might help you get through this problem and maybe even keep this bad stuff from being on your credit report. It's very helpful there. There you go. Good stuff. Dennis Johnson, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management, Appleton. He and the team ready to guide you through investment and retirement planning, estate and tax planning, charitable giving, 401k rollovers, and a bunch more. You can head to AnnexWealth.com, click that Get Started button. And Dennis, we are meeting with people both in office and then virtually as well. It's no problem, right? And that's exactly right. We all have our masks on and are ready to talk. Dennis Johnson, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. 
Thank you, Danny. Coming up, Joe Martin, estate planning attorney, Annex Wealth Management, covering National Get a Will Month. Yep, there's such a thing, and we'll do it next on the Annex Wealth Management Show on WHBY. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, joined by Jill Martin, estate planning attorney at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back, Jill. Thanks, Danny. Well, who knew? August is National Make-A-Will Month. Maybe you did, Jill. A recent Gallup poll reported 44% of Americans have a will. So a bunch more don't. Are you surprised? Unfortunately, I'm not. That's been a pretty constant statistic for many years now. There are wills. There are living wills. There are trusts, there are estate plans, and I, I think for the average Joe, it can get a little confusing there. If, if you could, let's just take a couple of minutes, break it down. So is the last will and testament, is that the most easily understood? Well, you know, Danny, it's one of those things where it may be the simplest, but I think it's often most easily misunderstood, in all honesty, because many people think of the last will and testament as the document that disposes of all of your assets when you pass away. Unfortunately, that's not really true nowadays because there's so many things that we have beneficiary designations on that we can direct to go specifically to someone else. So what happens is is a lot of times that last will and testament doesn't actually catch anything to transfer according to its terms. So that gets to be one little sticking point. The other part that's really misunderstood is, is when you have a last will and testament, you do not avoid the probate process. Many people think that I did a last will, so I don't have to go through probate. And unfortunately, that's actually the wrong option. When you have a last will, it's going to get you into probate if assets have to follow it. Every time I hear probate, my my skin crawls because that just sounds like a huge hassle. It can be. You know, it's the court supervised process to basically validate that that was your last intent on who you wanted to get your assets. And so it protects the rights of the beneficiaries. It protects the rights of the creditors. It basically has a court supervised roadmap on what are all the steps that need to happen before assets can be transferred to beneficiaries. Jill Martin is estate planning attorney at Annex Wealth Management. We're talking about wills, living wills, trusts, estate plans. Talk about a living will. How's that work? What is that used for? So a living will is actually really has nothing to do with transferring assets. A living will is a document where you outline some of your end of life healthcare related decisions, you know, pain and suffering, use of feeding tubes, those types of things. So a living will is actually talking about what do you want to have happen in your dying days. So a lot of times living wills are one document in conjunction with a healthcare power of attorney document. Those two documents go hand in hand. They actually are two separate things, but a lot of times we think of those as one thing altogether, where it's a healthcare power of attorney, where you name someone to make your healthcare decisions, and you've got that living will that really outlines kind of some of your wishes as it relates to that. An estate plan, is that like a will on steroids? Is that the the super will? The estate plan is really the concept, right? What we've talked about thus far is specific documents that make up an estate plan. An estate plan is really just the concept of making sure that your affairs are in order, both when you're alive, but you start to have capacity or physical disabilities. So you want to make sure there are people in place to be able to take care of you and your things while you're alive. But then also that last will and testament or a trust, something along those lines that talks about what do you want to have happen after you've passed away. So an estate plan encompasses all of that, but there are separate individual documents that make up that entire estate. August is National Make-A-Will Month, so of course we're talking to Jill Martin, the estate planning attorney at Annex Wealth Management. You mentioned trusts. Do you have a like a 30-second version of that? 
So a trust is really the main document that we use when we're trying to avoid that probate process. We wanna make sure that we're avoiding having assets in our individual name when we die. And so what we do is, is we get them titled into the name of a trust. And what that does is then the trust document is, is what specifies where do all of your assets go when you pass away, rather than that last will and testament through the probate process. I'm sure you've seen cases where people did not update wills or estate plans. What are the conditions that change in somebody's life that they should do that? They should change it, update it. There's a variety of them, and we have a really long list that we go through with our clients. But, you know, basic things are, has your financial situation substantially changed? Tax laws are a big one. Other things such as you have someone pass away, whether it's a person that you've named in that estate plan as a beneficiary, or it's someone that you've named in one of those various roles. Those are all things that can come into play. But also don't forget, if your wishes change, right? If all of a sudden you wanted to leave everything to your three children, and now all of a sudden you decided you want to go and add a charitable beneficiary in there, you need to go update the estate plan to make sure that happens. You're in a remote studio right now, so you can't reach over and hit me, but why can't people just get a will online? Well, Danny, you certainly can. It's not my preferred method unless it's really the last option that you have, because what happens is by trying to do it electronically or through some of the online tools, you really don't have that dialogue with an estate planning attorney. So you can really think through what do all of these terms and provisions really mean? So you have a good understanding of what you end up with. And a lot of times you may save money on the front end, but it's going to cost your beneficiaries a lot more on the back end to clean up something that wasn't as clear and convincing as you thought it was. I was just kind of teasing you. That's Jill Martin, estate planning attorney at Annex. She helps dovetail all of that kind of stuff into our client's financial and retirement plan. It makes good sense. Jill Martin, thanks for your time today. Appreciate it. Absolutely, Danny. Have a great one. Annex Wealth Management Show on WHBY, Barron's top advisor, four-time member of the Financial Times Top 300, proud partner of the University of Wisconsin, our website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Deanne Phillips is still in the studio on the show. Earlier on the show, we talked about a new webinar that's coming up. It's called Pandemic Proofing Your Retirement Planning. Very nice. And that one happens on Monday the 24th at 3 o'clock. There's another one coming up called How the Secure Act Changes My Retirement. Dan, we've done this one before, but I guess we can't do it enough. It's very popular. Secure Act was end of last year, beginning of this year. You got it. It was put into place for January 1st of this year and one of the largest retirement reforms done in modern history. And really... A lot of moving parts of that, over 20 new changes, uh, some new law changes around required minimum distributions and when people have to start RMDs. Now, RMDs are a moving target this Mm -hmm. year because shortly after the SECURE Act in January said, guess what, if you turn 70 and a half this year, you no longer have to take your RMD. You don't have to begin until you're age 72. And then, not three months later, the CARES Act... The government came out with the CARES Act, the coronavirus response, and said no one has to take an RMD, whether you inherited or you're just beginning or you've been taking it for 20 years, in 2020. I so bet your phone was ringing off the hook. You know, well, well and so it keeps we, us in business. Right. Well, <laughs> we, we talked earlier about how a financial plan 
has always got to adapt. It's not alive, yeah. but it's close. I mean, yeah. things happen and it needs to change. Somebody's in retirement and all of a sudden the CARES Act and SECURE Act oh, yeah. impact their retirement. So we need to react to that. Oh, so well, planning really is kind of a living document, I think, um, because life's not linear. And so planning can't be either. We can do projections, but we know we could step outside and, yeah. you know, one incident could change uh, the, the projections of our plan. So that's why, you know, and financial planning has really come a long way. When I started in the profession almost 25 years ago, we did it. We would produce these big books these mm-hmm. <laughs> and people would come in with thousands of dollars and say, I want my financial plan done. They gather all the documents, you know, a month later, they get this huge bound booklet and we would say, great, here you go. If anything changes, let us know. We'll keep your documents on file for a couple of years. You know, it, it was really inefficient. And so the idea now that it's interactive, it's online, we can do these what if scenarios. So when people have a legitimate question now, because of COVID, I might get furloughed. Can I retire? For example, we can crunch those numbers right in front of them live and do the projections. It's great. Pandemic proofing your retirement planning. That's coming up on the 24th. How the Secure Act changes my retirement. That happens the next day on the 25th. Another one that we've had and it's been very popular is the annuity enigma. And once in a while, somebody will say, why are you guys knocking annuities? And we're not because they make sense for some people. But boy, are they complex. So as a fee-only fiduciary, we don't sell product. We completely analyze everything financial, though. So this, you know, Annuities are out there. And when we see responses in the market like we did earlier this year, guess what? The annuity salespeople come out of the woodwork. You know, Ooh, you want to make sure everything's safe, right? What the, is the buzzword? It's so, like lifetime income or guaranteed income. Yeah, that, that's their phrase. That right, they guaranteed use. income. Yeah. The thing is, you know, the numbers are really complicated. It's not easy to read an annuity statement and really know what you're paying for it, first off, and what you're really receiving in return. So this workshop shows you how we drill down and how to take a better look at that statement and have a better understanding of those things. We offer the annuity analysis as part of the portfolio analysis. Hundreds. We have done Uh hundreds Hundreds of these over the last couple of years. Hey, thanks for hanging out on a Thursday afternoon. I appreciate that. In the meantime, folks, head to our website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Get going on the free portfolio analysis. going to be a crazy finish to the year. Who knows what the next couple of years are going to bring? We can help. We'll see you in a week. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show on WHBY. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.